house divided will fall, and one can serve a single master. Therefore, catastrophe is inevitable whenever we allow competition for lordship to take place within our lives. In Matthew chapter 14, Peter is challenged to walk a faith on water. And in this walk, there is an interesting challenge which comes on Peter and his very soul. The more that Peter focuses on his own authority and its limitations, the more he finds himself being consumed by the dark void beneath him. Welcome to Kingdom of the Lagos, a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure produced by clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, and thank you for joining us here in Cord Purgatory. I'm not alone here. There is one other with me in the studio. I'm Pastor Anthony Alegria. And remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, and join our content on the various podcasting platforms. Anthony, would you begin by reading our scripture today? And we're going to be in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 14, picking up in verse 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, by the time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he was walking toward them on the sea. But when the, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to walk to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. For all who observed this magnificent moment, they could not mistake in their hearts that something supernatural was going on before them. What it was at first taken to be a ghost, a specter of torment and horror, turned out to be the Messiah, the one who can penetrate the winds to relieve his beloved from their turbulent prison. As Christ comes to open a pathway of salvation, he invites those who seek him to walk towards him on an invisible path, one that is hidden, concealed away from the eyes of the world. Who but with the hand of God could ever navigate such an intangible passage? Life, when we look around us, it is filled with snares. Sometimes we are entrapped by evil design, and other times we are trapped by unreasonable circumstances. For the disciples, they endeavored to take the boat out on the water. Yet misfortune came for them as the night came. As the night turned on, the wind turned against them. And with the wind rescinding her charity, the disciples found themselves imprisoned on the water. The wind detained them there, battering their craft and cutting off communication with the shore. We look at this scene and we see the disciples stranded out there on the water. As night passes, they come into the early hours of the morning. And at this time, we realize the kingdom of God does not leave people trapped in such unreasonable confinement. In fact, the kingdom of God sends God the Son to come after us with his hand stretched out to guide us. No power on earth could establish a communication with the stranded disciples, but the blessed hand of Jesus had prepared a route for them. Jesus, in this moment, called to Peter, 
who was the leader among the disciples, and he was to set an example for the others with his faith. Jesus had created a passage to the shore where no other could find a communicable route. It is on this delicate route that, again, we find one that is so fine in its design that no eye could detect it. It is on this invisible route that Jesus calls to Peter. Overwhelmed by the command of his master, Peter steps out and finds sanctuary on this supernatural path. The word elthe is the single command given by Jesus, and it means come. Now, Peter, he had been hungry for a command, and deep within his heart of hearts, Peter knew that the omnipotent word of Jesus could assure his future. A single command would be enough to grant Peter the agility needed to traverse the waters. And as long as Peter walked under the power of this singular word, he was free to escape the snare set for him by the wind. However, trouble in this moment was looming for Peter. Peter starts to sink whenever Peter starts to make the story about himself. It is divine power that sustains him on top of the hungry waves, not any power of his own. Once Peter's distraction moves from himself to the waters below him, he finds himself further and further away from Christ. Once he allows distraction to remove him from proximity of Christ's command, he finds himself to be just a man. Whenever his focus goes from the overwhelming and powerful command of Christ, and it starts to look deep within Peter and his human limitations, he finds himself just to be a man, one who cannot walk on water. Peter attempts his communication with Christ, but he cannot help but fixate on his own circumstances. From Peter's perspective, he is just a man, and men are fundamentally unable to walk on water. This is contrary to their design. Furthermore, it is not illogical to be concerned with one's inability to walk on water, for it would do justice to the power of the water. In spite of this, the power of the water and the limits of the human design are not the only forces that are at work in this scene. For God the Son, the incarnation of the very Word of God that spoke the winds and the waters into place, is also present on the scene with the supreme power and supreme authority to command all. If Peter will surrender to the power of Christ's command, the very thing that Peter himself asked for, he will find safe passage. But in a moment, in a mere lapse of faith, Peter collapses into the water. But by the mercy of Christ, he reaches out his hand to save Peter. And Christ, in all things, he is a, ter a charitable teacher, one who is willing to love those who struggle along the adventure of holiness. Jesus does not forsake Peter to the consuming forces of nature, and he stretches out his hand of mercy to pull him back on the path of life. We examine this text, we come to our scripture, and we are reminded that Christ our Lord is the master of the way of life. It is his hand that sets the course, and it is his hand which establishes communication from one port to another. Just as there was no visible ground beneath Peter's feet, the course that is set for the way of life is hidden to the eyes of the world. The adventure of holiness across the way of life can only be traversed if Jesus is its master. We look at Peter and we realize that it is dangerous to make our walk with Christ all about ourselves. The peril that is lurking beneath Peter is real, and the danger is, in fact, mortal. Moreover, the consequences of a disingenuous relationship with Christ, they too are eternal and they are mortal. And there will be many, as Jesus indicated, who do not know Christ even though they claimed otherwise. Going all the way back to chapter 7 of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, verse 21 reminds us that not everyone 
who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. The greatest enemy that Peter faced in this moment was from within. And none of us are exempt from this. We're none exempt from the distraction that Peter experienced, that we look deep within ourselves, we see our own situations, we see our own limitations, and we find that we are susceptible to the waves beneath us. Life is filled with snares and things to trap us. And the only antidote to this situation is to surrender ourselves to the overwhelming power of Christ Jesus. If we surrender to it, it will overwhelm us, and it will give us the ability to walk across the water. With Christ as Master, we can be assured that our glide across the adventure of holiness will be a fruitful one, and it will take us all the way across the way of life. So we've come to this text, and we're reminded that, that Christ really is, is the Master. Anthony, when you look at this and you see Peter's really, really the enemy that Peter faces is from within himself. What are your thoughts on this, seeing how Jesus, he's coming to make this pathway, he's trying to establish a communication with this craft as it's being battered back and forth from the waves. They're really trapped out there, so the wind has, has turned against them and kept them out there. Peter's supposed to be setting an example, but his lapse of faith, he looks at himself and he starts to sink. What are your thoughts when you read this? Um, well, Jesus demonstrates time and time again mastery of the world, and we're reminded by... Um, all sorts of scriptures that we have victory in him and that you know basically sort of along the lines of a line from uh that song uh you know nothing can stand against us um because we are in him and i think that really does lead uh peter's greatest enemy to be in himself because whenever he had faith in christ and he was with christ the master overall um he was not sinking, and he was not battered by the wind uh, into the water. But whenever he saw the wind and had more faith in the wind than his Lord, then he began to sink, and the wind battered him into the water. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever he starts to focus on himself, and this is something which is very, very possible for us to do in our own lives. None of us should ever think that we're exempt from this or that we can escape from it. The only way that we can escape from it is with the power of Christ Jesus, us surrendering to his command. The carnal nature by itself is entrapped by such snares, and it's one of the many tricks of evil to convince us that we're doing right, but as long as we're not living by Christ Jesus, we may think that we're doing right, but we're actually not. Sometimes the, the pathway on the adventure of holiness does take us on some very mysterious routes. You know, you think about them being out there on these dark seas at night, well, it's starting to be morning, so it's kind of that, that break of dawn there. You see this whole scene, and again, there's no clear ground beneath him. But yet Jesus has come to them. As the wind is keeping their ship out there, it's battering it, and Jesus says, come. And Peter was desperate. He was hoping for that command to come. And even upon accepting it, it overwhelmed him and gave him the power. But as soon as he started looking inside, it started to tear him apart. Well, be contemplating the scripture. That's where we're going to end our conversation. Be thinking about it and be examining your own life as we walk the adventure of holiness. Thank you for joining us. This is Kingdom of the Logos, and we're a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure produced by clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. Make sure you're supporting your local fellowship. With that, God love you, and have a blessed day.